You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right, it is September 25th. It's a Tuesday, folks. Welcome to Mornings Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, broadcasting live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, IRLoneStar.com worldwide, and Mornings Lone Star on Facebook. Man, all right. We got a great group of guests today. Very excited about that. Good morning, everybody. If you feel like you want to interact with us throughout the show till 11 o'clock, we're on Facebook Live, or you can just email us at mwls at irlonestar.com, or call our voice line, 936-647-3776. I really hope that's our voice line. I got to that point with phone numbers. I got so many in my head. Is It's kind of like when people ask your social security. Mm-hmm. You're like, let me repeat it to myself like three times real quick, making sure that's the right order of numbers. Well, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a lost art. Uh, when we were growing up, you know, good our morning. phone, but good morning. Yeah. Our our phone books were you know scra- scraps of paper. We didn't even have sticky notes back then. It was it was phone books. It was that we had to memorize all these numbers off yeah. the top of our head. Now, I, I am hard pressed to remember anybody's phone number, so I, I'm in that trap. But that's just uh, that that's a lost art. Well, I love it when you're facing uh, questionnaires, and especially on the phone, where they're like, "What's the last four numbers of your social? What's the first three numbers? What's what's the middle five numbers of your social?" <laughs> And I know, I know it's not that drastic, but still, I'm like, uh, 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 and uh, let me, give me a second. It sounds so suspicious, too, because it's like, oh, this guy's looking at papers like he's trying to find his fake social. But, uh, yeah, I had, you ever, I, you ever get questioned like that? Well, before? just the other day, I was on the phone with a uh, financial institution, and uh, uh, actually, it was Netflix, to be honest. Uh, someone in Brazil had hacked my Netflix account. It was weird because the wife and I were watching Netflix, we paused it. It was like 9.30 at night, and I went uh, to my office to check email on something. And I had all these messages from Netflix going, you know, we we have a new sign-in. Your phone number's been changed. Your email address has been changed. Your your payments. I'm like, wait, what, what? And so I had to, I called Netflix directly. So someone's paying for you? Well, well, no, it was to lock me out of my own account. Okay. Uh, Not not just to, what what it would do, it was uh, um, to get it to where I, I couldn't log into my own account. And that they would get that final month of of free stuff by by changing the the credit card information to where if they tried to bill it. So I called in Netflix directly. I said, "Listen, I want to make sure this is you guys." And they looked like, oh, "Yeah, you know, you just changed everything." I'm like, "That's not me. How can I prove that this wasn't me? Uh, I've got no reason to change everything. I've had the same account with you." And so we're going through the process, <laughs> and. <laughs> And he's like, okay, so I need the last six digits of the credit card number that you have on file with us because that had been changed. And everyone always asked for the last four digits. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, hold on, because <laughs> I, I gave him the last four. He's like, I need the last six because the last four are already on on the, the page. Anyone can get it. I'm like, you're right. And I didn't have my wallet, so in my head, I'm like, what the hell is that credit card number? Finally, I got it out. But, yeah, I, I was right there. Got my Netflix taken care of. Uh, they were great. 
once well, they verified what, it was what me. What I don't understand is, do you think people would want to hack your account because you have other information on there that they could use on other accounts? No, it was to what? It, it was basically because it sounds like a lot of like a lot of effort to hack an account that really doesn't have any benefit but streaming. It it took no effort whatsoever. What it did was uh, so they got my password somehow, and it's probably from a previous fake network uh, Netflix thing I got. Okay, you know. Because uh, usually I call if I get something like that, but I think maybe one time I got bamboozled. What they do is they go in and they just immediately change the phone number by a digit, change the credit card by a digit, uh, or just put in a, a, a different credit card number since they don't have the original, and the email address. They, they change the email address. That way, supposedly, I don't get warnings, so all of a sudden I'm not in my Netflix. I log on. Oh, you know, you no longer have this account, and it takes a while. And especially since this is late at night. Remember, this is 9.30 at night. Okay. And this was in Brazil, which is the same time zone, I believe. Maybe one time zone off, but it's pretty much directly south of us. So there was the assumption that they'd get all night free movies and stuff, maybe another day before it got taken care of. Fortunately, it was like six minutes. It had just happened when I logged on to my, my email. But yeah, the long story short... They, they were asking for the last six of my credit cards of the last four, and I was really stretching for a minute there. Well, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm always faced with those things that are different, especially when I was I, I was raised to never share that information. Like never share your social with anybody. My dad, uh, like, in his ninety three and a half, three quarters years of life, never. Ever. Like ever, like, no, even with the government, even, the last four. E- even with the government, like whatever. It's like nope, I'm not giving you my social. But then I'm like, and then I always wonder with my parents. I was like, then who do you give it to? Like, there's a reason we have it. That means we give it to somebody. Who do we give it to? Who do you trust? Because it's not just like, oh, I'm a person because I have this. Because you have to give it to somebody to prove that you're a person, right? That's you're whole- not legally beholden to give it to. When people ask, I need the last four. They need some kind of concrete form of, of identity proof. Now, you can write something in. You, you can get, sign affidavits. But, for instance, the, the last four of your social tends to be the accepted norm but seriously my dad and he's like uh he bought a car for my mom once upon a time like well you know we're gonna need your social security number he said absolutely not well what about your uh uh, nope nope yep what about the last four he's like nope absolutely i'm paying cash what what do you need it for we need to make sure it's you i'm buying a car from you what does it matter who i am he was pretty adamant about that that's interesting yeah you know, Did I didn't, we ever I didn't, ourselves I didn't, this morning? Though? I didn't really have that kind of interesting. That was yesterday for you, right? Do it. When you did the Netflix deal, when was that? Uh, a few days ago, okay. over the weekend. Okay. Yeah, uh, this is Dick and Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, it's us. Uh, well, we want to kind of go through what's going on today, and I hope you guys are ready. At uh, 9.30, we're going to have our good friend Katie Kraus, who talks about bears, etc. Is The way I like to think about it is bears are on the loose, and Katie's there to help to keep the bears safe and have an enclosure because bears are on the loose. That's all you really need to tell people. Remember, I told her I was like, "That should be your, that should be your uh, fundraiser." It's like, you want bears in your backyard? Then give me five dollars. If no, and then like that's <laughs> how you just, you just go with that. So she's gonna be in the studio at nine thirty, and then we'll have Bill Giffen, who is a local actor, voice actor. He's also part of some financial company called like Dragons on Bareback or something like Dragon that. Dragonfire or something. something like that. But uh, we'll, we'll give him a little plug if he wants to talk about finances. But also, he's a wonderful actor. Uh, I've mm. seen him, and I've heard him, and I'm really excited about having him in the studio because he's an all overall interesting guy. So if you have questions for our guests, feel free. We're on Facebook Live, and again, 936-647-3776. So now, uh, let's get the uh, like updates, like news, and like what's coming up. 
There we go. I have this new uh, method of, of spreading information. It's this nice folder, folks. Awesome. So if you have an event or a promotion thing, I love to get a flyer or a simple printout that I can print. I'm wasting paper. It's all about going back. I'm retro now. I'm printing things. And uh, we, this is the way I like to if read trees it. trees could scream. There's it. only so many tabs I can have open and pay attention to these computers and I feel it's beneficial to my health not to add one more tab to my life. That's going to be the new T-shirt for inspiration. Uh, I don't need one more tab open for my life. You know, that's deep. Uh, I like that. So let's go down. we got some really great fundraisers, and there's also an announcement by the studio we're going to make at the end. Uh, let's start with what's coming up in October. Uh, we got National Night Out. We've been talking about this. Our f local friends from the police department in Conroe are hosting this really great event at the uh, Target here in uh, Conroe on October 2nd. If you don't know when October 2nd it is, it's a nice Tuesday, so it's a week from today. And uh, it's going to be from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Conroe Target right there on I-45-105. Free for everyone. Everyone free. They're going to have hot dogs, chips, soft drinks, all that kind of fun, uh, and then including if your kids or if you personally like SWAT truck, uh, SWAT trucks, crime scenes. Crime scenes is a little weird. Uh, police motorcycles. Uh, I like the mobile incident command because that's like if the if you want to envision a. I was actually want to tell our friend who's a local director, Jason Parker. I was like, hey, maybe we can ask these people to borrow the command center and put in your zombie movie. Because that would be like yeah. a cool little thing, right? Well, uh, and then they have fire truck, smokehouse. Again, uh, they're they're having it, I believe, at the Conroe Target. And if you have any questions, contact the police department at the normal non-emergency number at uh, 936-522-3239. Another event I want to talk about that's in October, and it's happening October 27th. It's the inaugural Rally for Premies. Uh, one of my close friends who used to have a, a radio show uh Wayne Michaels, everyone kind of knows him from Lone Star Country Nights. Mm -hmm. He is the head of a charity called Cadence Hope for premature or NICU babies, basically. Right. And they're doing a fundraiser. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, I don't really know. I'm going to try my best to explain this to you. I think it's similar to that uh, Mini Cooper race, but they're doing a road rally. Uh, so let me read this, and I don't know if this is the yeah, way it's okay. going to be. Uh, let's, I'm trying, I'm trying to fully understand. Uh, so grab your partner and go left. No, wait, let's circle right. Then circle left halfway, then full around through the witch's land from north to south, to east to west, then forward and back and pass through again. So I'm guessing it's just a rally race that you have no idea where you're going. Um, <laughs> I think registration is available. Sounds like how I mow the yard. Uh, there's a bar. Eight, the tickets include barbecue dinner for two. Uh, I, I think what it is, and I'm, I'm going to try to get uh, Wayne to tell me more about this, is you and a partner get in a car, and you go uh, on a scavenger hunt. I think that's what it is. Cool. So more information at cadencehope.org uh, for that if you want to spend time with our partner in a car. I've been kind of working on, like, group activities with Holly. Maybe we might do that because the Canopy folks are doing the Mini Cooper deal on November the first week. Remember that? The Mini Cooper? Yeah. I want so, that. That's what's I wanted, going on there. I want I want you to so. dress up like Speed Racer, and I'll dress up as Chim Chim. Okay. And I actually have. Oh, okay. I got. Get, okay, I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this real quick. Okay. So Holly and I are planning our honeymoon, and we chose Charleston, South Carolina, the hot go. spot of the nation. And uh, the reason we want to go there is because she's telling me to go there. And what's funny, I was looking up events just to see because this is for New Year's, and I never, I'm never a big New Year's person. 
But this is an opportunity to do like, oh, we have to can spend money to go to a party because we're not going to know anyone. Well, anyway, guess what's happening on the first over there in Charleston, South Carolina? The Bill Murray lookalike polar bear plunge. So apparently, <laughs> apparently Bill Bill Murray lives there, and this is an annual event on the first of the year, and they go jump into the water. And I told Holly, I go, I kind of want to do that. I kind of want to do that. I don't know who I dress up like Bill Murray because it's Bill Murray lookalike. So who would you dress up if you were choosing to do a Bill Murray character? What would be a fun thing for you to do? I would be slimed up Ghostbuster. Okay. You know, after he gets hit yeah. with the green guy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You mean Slimer? Yes. Okay. I just you're absolutely right. I would be Bill Murray after he'd been slimed by Slimer. But uh no, yeah, I was thinking about it. I don't know who I would be. I really don't. Be Razor's Edge, uh, Bill Murray. That way, no one knows. Like, who, who the hell are you supposed to be? I'm Bill Murray from the Razor's Edge. That's so true. Man, that movie. I told you about that movie. Mm hmm. Yeah, you had to wear like 1940s French clothing because he kind of wears like that, uh, what do you call it? Lower society clothing. Like, I don't know how to put it. Like during that class, because there's definitely like, because they had two different people in that movie. It was like the high society people with the buttons all the way to the top. Right. And then we saw him. He just looked very like clothes I would wear. And so I got to find that. I guess I could figure that out. There you go. Or you could be Groundhog Day, Bill Murray, where you walk in the room, say something, leave. We're walk, jumping in cold water back here. In. No, but walk back you in. Did it twice. Yeah, and just over and over and getting more ticked off each time you walk in. Like, oh God, here I am again. Or this is the ten thousandth time I've jumped in this frozen lake. That's funny. That's what that's what I would do. Well, uh, no, see, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to share that with you though. I figured that'd be an interesting kind of like where would you go with this idea? Well, see, the reason why I chose so. post slimed Ghostbuster Bill Murray is because I, I get the slime be petroleum based. Yeah. So it would waterproof me. So I dump and in, dunk into this oh, frozen water, and that would not be as cold as everyone else. Yeah, true. You could probably Skippy always think. Well, no, you could be uh, his character from The Life Aquatic. Oh, there you go. Can you go. wear a wetsuit? And mm -hmm. like, there you go. That's what I'm doing, idiots. <laughs> look at all these fools. <laughs> there you go. That's a good idea. Oh, look outside. That's, oh, that's real. good that's God real. on a rich Man, Bear Setter's going to be in the we studio. We have a bear outside. Well, let, let me close this out real quick with the last event kind of announcement. Uh, if you didn't know, last year I emceed the Woodlands Barbecue Festival, benefiting pulmonary hypertension uh, awareness. And they asked me back again. Which is wonderful, but also they wanted the radio station to come out and do a live broadcast. Yeah. So we're going to work that out on October 7th, folks. Uh, head over down to Town Green Park in the Woodlands, Texas for a delicious barbecue. Now, when I first went, I was very intimidated by this event because it was expensive. It's $50 a ticket or $100 for VIP. And the difference, I think, between the VIP is you get early entry and then you get uh, two drink tickets. All you can sample portions from barbecue. Actually, both tickets include that. Uh, you get a tote bag and a festival shirt. Fifty dollars just gives you entry and all you can eat, all you can sample portions of food. Uh, kids under twelve get in free. The kids do not need a ticket for admission, so they will be able to sample. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to kind of explain this to folks. What this is, and I found out all the nuts and bolts how this goes on. These folks are barbecue fanatics. So they invite barbecue people, restaurants from around Texas, not just like local here, like around Texas. All, all the state, okay. All of the state. So they have, it looks like 16 different barbecue joints mm -hmm. 
coming here. <laughs> and what they do, folks, is you walk in and they have 16 tents. And these aren't just normal, like 10 by 10 tents. They're huge. And they have that what they feel each restaurant is their best. So if they make a good brisket, if they make a good you know, pork shoulder, whatever, they're going to put it out there. And you go up there. You literally don't have to talk to them. You just go up there and grab it and leave. And you can nibble on it and you can try something else. And so you can imagine how expensive barbecue is. Mm-hmm. So now, now there's an opportunity to try barbecue from around the state. Like there was one place wow. where uh, last year I tried and Holly and I attended it. It was a place – I got to look it up. It's between uh, Beaumont and here, but it was like in the middle of nowhere. And so – but they – I go, Holly, we need to try this out next time we go see your mom. And we did, and it was delicious. And, uh, of course, I don't know the name of it. but uh, <laughs> Find yeah. it out, man. So for more information, visit thewoodlandsbbq.com. Uh, to purchase tickets, and yeah, so this is going to be a really fun event. I love the people involved. I love pulmonary hypertension awareness folks. They've been really good to me. They've been very nice, and they like giving me food. And uh, including in the ticket is music, by the way. So Brie Bagwell is headlining. Wow! So if you know who Brie Bagwell is, she's a well-known Texas music artist. Mm-hmm. So that's also even I know what's Brie Bagwell. Going, yeah, what's going on there? That's a good sign. It's going to be a good time. So if you're really looking for something to do on October seventh, that's a Sunday. This is a good opportunity to try. I'm talking like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16 barbecue joints. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. So, uh, man, there's actually some really good um, – yeah, because I, uh, I went to Corkscrew Barbecue last night. That's over in Old Town Spring. Mm-hmm. Place is, uh, it's one of those places that they put signs out that they're sold out. That's how – Wow. You know, whatever famous you want to say because it, it's so sought after. So I have to check it out. I want to let people know that. Yeah, we'll go. I I'll go with you. I met the owners, and it's so funny when you meet barbecue people, because it's like, what made you do this? Oh, we were barbecuing, and we're like, man, it's good. We should start a restaurant. <laughs> like it's literally that's the, the that's it A to Z right there. Yeah, we we're barbecuing. You know one how time. to do potatoes? Okay, we're golden. Yeah, exactly. And see, I just uh, I just cooked uh, dinner for Mrs. Skippy last night. That was a nice, quiet dinner inside. Working on my fish recipes. Oh yeah, to help her with her, her gallstone situation. Oof. And uh, thanks for that information. Well, yeah, you know, just a, you don't want fried foods, you don't want red meat, you want like fish and chicken stuff like that. Well, so, I was trying to tell these barbecue folks they need to do a new advertising. It's like, let's all get gout for a good cause. You and know what? You just eat meat. You're, I, twice you, in my life I've had gout, and both times it was worth it. I mean, have you ever heard of the carnivore diet? This is just what eating. Like it's just meat, though. Like well, you can't meat. You can't eat anything else. But it's portionized. It's portions. It's not like you go and get like a huge steak. Well, you're every, gonna have you know. to puree it, or it's just gonna clog up your guts. I mean, I literally, mean, it's a it's a real deal. And it's just meat, and it has to be prepared. It's all red meat, I think, too. Mm. <laughs> but it, but it has. To, it's like like you, like I said, you don't eat a whole steak. You eat like portions. So okay. Well, we got to take a break because we got to get ready for. Or should, actually, let's just keep going. Let's just keep talking. Yeah, let's keep going. Well, let's talk about traffic and weather right now. I'll tell you that because I'm loving the weather. It is only 77 degrees in Conroe right now, and it's only going to go up another eight degrees to 88. Looks like we're not going to even break 90. Uh, maybe some scattered thunderstorms on and off throughout the day and over the next couple of days. Uh, but check this out: Wednesday, the high is supposed to be 83 with the low in the 60s. Thursday, the high is supposed to be 78 degrees. Isn't that awesome? Autumn is here, my young yeah. friend. I think when I was looking up that Charleston deal, the high is like 60 to 70. Mm-hmm. And Texas just has, especially the Houston area, has a different climate than a lot of the rest of the country. 
that, you know, they're used to, oh, it's snow time now with us. It's we're hungering down for potential hurricanes. So yeah. snow's the last thing on our mind. We we have six months before we even have to think about snow. Yeah. That's one thing, like, and Holly Holly gets upset with me because I don't really, like, care to travel. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not like a an internal flame goes, you need to move. You need to You're go. not a nomad. And I'm like, and she goes, well, why is that? I was like, because I know the weather is here. I know what it is. And I know where the closest restroom is. There you go. That's and you know what else you know? <clears throat> you know how to handle a bear that's standing outside your studio. Yeah, I'm really excited about getting these folks in. How much longer do you think we should make the bear stand out there to draw know. attention? The weather's fine outside, so he's good. Yeah, right? it's only 77 degrees, so, you know. Well, we got a couple more minutes. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Because I know we're going to have almost back-to-back guests. Well, so. I can talk about uh, some local news real quick. Uh, okay. So the Montgomery County Veterans Treatment Court, uh, which is overseen by Judge Kathleen Hamilton, a judge who I, like I just her. absolutely She's a good love. actress. <laughs> She's a great actress and an awesome judge. <clears throat> they just received a $100,000 grant from the Texas Veterans Commission to help, okay. help the court out. So hats off to the Texas Veterans Commission, and congratulations to Judge Hamilton and the Montgomery County Veterans Treatment Court. Uh, she bends over backwards to make sure uh, uh, veterans frequently have unique situations, yeah. especially in the, in the legal field, uh, in the legal world, and so she's good with that. Uh, don't forget that the Dragon Boat Race thing is starting on Thursday. It's over three days. The uh, Montgomery County YMCA is putting it on. It's happening at North Shore Park. Big, huge, honking, multi-day team-building thing. Uh, I may have been suckered into the Woodlands Online team. I'm not sure yet. Uh, the Woodlands has killed the... Well, they're, they're opting not to renew the waste management contract, you know, the, the trash picker-uppers, because waste management wanted to jack up their rates uh, almost 4 bucks per household, uh, which would have made it like a 40% increase, 40-50% increase. So it was at 10. They wanted to take it to about 14. And it's like, wow, that's uh, gutsy of you. So, hey, if you run a trash company, I think, Dick, you and I can just grab a pickup truck. and. You know, it's funny. I did see a Republic truck over at the uh, waste management plant over here getting gas. I thought that was kind of funny. I wonder if they increased those prices for their their competition. Oh, waste management, I'm just letting you know, since you're in the bad news department, I can't believe you're charging me $70 for someone stole my stuff. And finally, this is news out of Houston. Uh, you know that, that robot sex brothel is planning on opening up? In Houston. Yes. Uh, Kinky S. Doll. That's actually, I'm just letting you know, I am a silent partner. I was inspired by you. You're not so silent and, anymore. And I go, I know at least one customer, Skippy, will go. So that's a good thing. Well, here's the funny thing. It was so activists are rightfully or not, I mean, it's completely up to you to determine going bonkers over this they're they're freaking out because apparently because of the nature of it being a robot uh brothel uh it doesn't meet sob requirements uh this is a sexually oriented business requirements you know when you're an sob sexually oriented business like a strip club okay or so there's not parlor. permits they had to file no just an occupancy permit that's all they had to do. And people are worried about that? Well, yeah, people are freaking out. Ah, it'll be near, they'll be near our schools. And again, I'm not making fun of them because, you know, some of these complaints might be rightful. Uh, I'm not judging, but it's just the the freak out going on over this. And at some point, not today necessarily, but I wouldn't mind talking with this as a topic. The the I hate to say it, but the pros and cons of, of non-real person business like that where it's a robot well i think it's or, also the one thing i'd be concerned with is the hygiene that that's a huge thing i mean i it, mean it truly the school is. thing i get 
But then again, it's more of like, what do you put on the windows? Right. But also now, I don't, don't want to get too graphic, but presuming you're at a place like that, but it doesn't have robots, but real people, there's a hygiene question too. So I'm sure yes, we'll there are those who are out. trained. We'll in it. Out. But yeah, I, do you, do, I don't know what neighborhood they're planning on going up in. Do you? Yeah, dude. I'm just kidding about being I, I a see a trick partner. question. I was seeing if you knew. Actually, it's at my house. No, there uh, you go. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Morning's Lone Star 929. We're going to have Bears, etc. coming in. We're going to talk about an uh, upcoming event, I believe. Yeah, October and... Fest. <laughs> <laughs> we got that. Is there so, a uh, We want to say a special shout-out to our sponsors for today's show. That's Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. And Jay Silberg for County Judge. That young or young man, that person, the submarine, that submarine, that submarine guy. He'll Submariner. be, yeah, he'll be in the studio tomorrow. Prince so Namor. If you got a question for him, uh, we're gonna take a sponsored break and let uh, hear a word from them. But uh, we'll be back. Morning's Lone Star. Holy Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, 9.33 on the dot in the Lone Star Studios. Why are we playing the Batman theme this morning? You'll find out later when I yeah. talk about some headlines. Oh, You're not going to want to miss it. I'm laughing just thinking about it. But we'll come back to that later because there's conversations not to be had in front of bears. And I think that's one of them. So we have Katie <laughs> Krauser with Bears Etc. with mascot... Polson. Polson. Polson the bear. Hi, Polson. Oh, we can get that on the camera yeah, for Yeah, Pete, there you go. Boom. You, you got to tune There's into Paulson. us on Facebook Live. Uh, we got a camera right here on you. Yes, we have a bear in the studio, not your average bear. Either. And he's sedated. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> no Conroe coffee for you, bear. Well, welcome. 
Well, good morning. Kate, it's great to have you back in the studio. How are yes, you doing this Yes, I morning? love coming and spending time with you guys. We're just We're doing... fun-loving. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're, you can keep it coming. That, yeah. that was a little brief. <laughs> how awesome are we again? Oh, well, how much money do you Sup- have in your wallet? Super <laughs> awesome. Shucks. Um, so what brings you here today besides the, the cooler weather? Thankfully, that's why we kept pulsing outside as long as we did. Yes, yes. So it's uh, hyperphagia season for bears. So that means they down. need to eat, All right. right? Hyperphagia. Hyperphagia, which means hyperphagia. increased eating. So normally... Oh, Tuesday for me. Huh? I mean, that's awesome. winter, like home-cooked meals, you know, and stuff like that. But we are having a barbecue cook-off. And um, that is October 6th. It's October Fest, and there'll be vendor booths and uh, bake sale and bounce houses and silent auction. Um, so a big festival in downtown Montgomery to come out and eat and enjoy and come see Polson. And it'll raise money for uh, Bears, etc., our nonprofit, so we can rescue more animals out of the exotic pet trade. Now, Katie, believe it or not, more and more people are listening to us. So we've got people now who weren't here listening last time you were on so let's tell people what bears etc is okay so bears etc was founded right here in montgomery county to rescue exotic animals that have been um, unwanted neglected abused out of the exotic pet trade Um, so currently we have large tortoises and small tortoises but our ultimate goal with our fundraising is to raise enough money to buy a property and start a sanctuary right here in montgomery county for these animals Awesome. Now, where are we on the sanctuary? Is there like, uh, do you have a wish list of where you'd like to go? Is there property already available? Um, as we fundraise, the price of properties in Montgomery County keep going up. Right. Uh, so we can't really focus on a property right now um, until we reach our $200,000 um, goal okay. for a down payment. Once we have that, we can really start looking uh, for a home. But in the meantime, obviously, um, we're rescuing animals. Last time I was on, we had just finished up rescuing five bears out of northeast Texas that a gentleman had. Five? Yes. Um, He was passing away from cancer. No one left to take care of his bears. So we helped transport those to a facility in Arizona. And um, we've taken a couple phone calls for snakes (laughs) and some other small animals. Um, we, we do it all, um, whether it um, be native species. We talk about um, how to re- act around wildlife um, with all the construction we have going on. A lot of the conversation revolves around the native species in people's backyards because they've got a new house, they've got this beautiful yard, and then there's like snakes and <laughs> groundhogs and, you know, just stuff, uh, armadillos in their um, flower beds. So just how to behave around wildlife and knowing that they're just looking for homes because your home went up and their home. So they just need to move on. They're not going to hurt you as long as you leave them alone. Um, so they're just looking for a new home, food, water, that type of thing. The main resources that they need to have a safe place. Wow. So this is important that, you know, because you talked to us in the past and, you know, Dick and I know, you know, bears are a big thing. But to have these other animals too, basically you're teaching people just because you don't know what it is doesn't necessarily mean. Right. See, right. I think nature's just God's way of wanting to kill you, but that's my <laughs> it's personal It's really thought. not. Uh, each animal, including human, has its niche, and so it's important that we stay within those boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and everyone can live, you know, harmoniously as long as we, you know, let nature be nature. So um, it's part of our education program. We have our bear awareness program. We have our, you know, how to act around wildlife programs. We have programs from littles up to bigs. Um, so our big one right now, because deer season is coming up 
And as the bears are moving back into East Texas from Louisiana, we're talking about bear awareness and how they kind of look like hogs. They're about the same size. So I want to get out there to talk to those ranchers and hunters on how to be safe around these wildlife. Yeah, because you shoot a bear, you might just tick it off. <laughs> Possibly. Um, also, it's illegal in Texas. Well, there you go. But so, even accidentally, you, but know, you yeah, don't want to. Right, exactly. Um, what to watch for, uh, signs and stuff like that, that you may not be looking for when you're headed out to your deer stand or something like that. Because when people think Texas, they just, you know, bears just don't typically pop. Into yeah, it's on heads. nobody's radar. They're very surprised when I tell them that there's bears moving back in. Um, most of the bears on the east side are transient. Um, bears, they're not living here permanently. Um, the bears in Big Bend, there's 50 resident bears that live there. So if you want to see bears, definitely go visit our national parks and so just, to Big Bend. You're saying that the park tracks, there's 50 bears total in Big Big Bend? Is that what yeah, you're that, that saying? Yeah, call it home. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, is that just known bears or is there Yeah, like, that's known bears right okay. now. Okay. Because so, they have babies and stuff, so you don't really know, no, do you? Um, sometimes the park rangers and stuff do a really good job of monitoring. They're doing. Do they mark these bears? That's where um, they get the rookies to. They send them out there and count them with a little, you know. Well, that's what I feel. I feel like that's like every time I hear that number, it's like, how do they really know? They just like us. They have different facial features or maybe different color. So they have like a Facebook for bears. No. Um. But they do a really good job of identifying where the bears yeah. are living and keeping the people at a distance. They're doing really good bear awareness programs out there to prevent human-animal conflict over there in Big Bend. Katie, are there any bears, especially in Texas area, that are on a list, like an endangered list or something like that? Or, or are they proliferating? You know, you know, uh, are they? I, I want to make sure that they're living like kind of good lives here. Yeah, so bears were eradicated or extirpated, actually, by ranchers and hunters um, by 1940. 1960, the first bear came up from Mexico uh, over into Big Bend, and that started them on early. And then when Louisiana introduced bears into the west side of their state um, several years ago, those bears have thrived. And so what? East Texas kind of blends into that, and it's yeah, they're perfect all coming to Texas, bear country. When you yeah. say, like, introduce, like the 1960 example, are you saying that— there was, it's kind of like what they say, like with wild boars and horses, like, oh, this rich guy goes, I want bears here. And so he, he bought 20 bears in Louisiana, or is it more? No, of, the state actually um, put funding into bringing bears into that part of the state. Really? Yeah. Is that just for making sure because where they were before was a horrible place? Yeah. Because, or? Well, no. Um, these are wild bears yeah. that were caught and tagged uh, in other states. And then brought to that area to repopulate it where bears used to live originally. Okay. And then those bears are thriving and now they're moving into I just East never, Texas. I just, I'm trying to understand the mindset of like, we need bears here. Yes, we do. And they're moving here. Okay. So just so slowly. why do we need bears? They're here to stay, people. They're, they're a huge part of the ecosystem yeah. and spreading seeds and um, propagating plants that are native species. So um, there's a reason why there are... Um, wolves in Yellowstone. There's a reason why there are, you know, bears in Texas. There, are, all of these animals have their niche in what they do. And a bear can travel many, many more miles than a rabbit or a squirrel yeah. or a bird. So they're going to spread seeds a lot further you mean than just what kicking stuff and <laughs> yeah, what spread? yeah. spread seeds. They, they eat their the food and okay. then they poop it Cause, out because they don't because <laughs> they don't eat meat really. 
Um, black bears, their protein sources, bugs and grubs, yeah. they'll eat carrion. So if they find a dead animal um, along the road or um, a kill from maybe a coyote, they'll eat that. Yes. And, um, and fish, of course. You always uh, like those wildlife videos. Yeah. Yeah. Where the bears fishing. are fishing. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's most, they, most of their protein source, bugs, grubs yeah. and nuts. And so when they eat these, um, I get you. Or, I feel you on where yeah, you're going with it. Yeah. Uh, and then they, as they walk along there. 20 miles a day or whatever would, they're doing, they spread those seeds. Introducing a population of bears to an area like, say, in Texas, does the food chain change or it, not really? Because, they, like you said, they're, they're primarily eating things that aren't a threat. Um, it will a little bit by bringing native plants back, um, which then in turn brings native bugs back, which then in okay. turn brings native birds and small animals back. And you'll just see a whole ecosystem change. If you've um, ever watched the How Wolves Changed Yellowstone on YouTube, um, where the uh, deer and the elk have overgrazed and the streams yeah. and stuff changed and there was no birds left, there was no really fish left because the streams were so shallow, um, the whole ecosystem chains, changes when you bring back the top animal and let the land and nature heal itself. And then it... Oh, creates cool. this whole new like fern gully yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta be a nerd to get that one. well i want to let folks know that if you're just now tuning we're talking about uh bears etc it is a non-profit you can find it online uh, at bearsetc.org that's bearsetc.org and you have an event coming up in a couple weeks on saturday october 6th from 10 a.m to 5 p.m it's a cook-off, October Fest. Yes. It's a cook-off. I got that. Uh, it includes barbecue cook-off, cra uh, crafter shopping market, uh, children's area, bake sale, and raffles throughout the day. Uh, are you still offering vendor booths and stuff? So is that still, still offering vendor booths. Still offering uh, uh, sponsorships if you'd like to sponsor. You just won't be on the t-shirts because I just put the t-shirt order in. Yeah, we got um, markers. <laughs> yeah, we got markers. We, we can have him draw some stuff on. Um, so there's sponsorships available, barbecue teams still available, um, still, uh, you know, if you want to highlight your business or something, um, we have a silent auction that's going to be online, uh, but the products, most of the products will be there. We have a wine pole and a bake sale. So there's all kinds of stuff uh, for the whole family to come out and enjoy our first um, inaugural Oktoberfest. That is so that's cool. cool. And one thing I want to bring people's attention back to earlier, you said that you're looking for property for sanctuary, right. but Montgomery County being the awesome county that it is, the, the prices keep getting jacked up. So people, you got to act here now. They, they need the money so they can get it going. There are currently a thousand bears waiting on placement. So well, living in people's <clears throat> backyards in substandard conditions. Well, so. speaking of which, my next door neighbor has this little rat dog that's outside <laughs> in the backyard 24-7. And I would be willing to donate my backyard for as long as it took to, uh, you know, take care of the bears and maybe <laughs> take care of the little yappy rat dog that just won't shut up 24 seconds. I think you know what I'm and talking they're about. They're like, yeah. And the neighbor's like, what do you have this bear? I'm like, oh, it's spreading seeds, man. <laughs> it's spreading I'm creating seed. an I'm ecosystem in my backyard. <laughs> Duh. Well, this is a great opportunity, and especially with your long uh, your longtime goal is to get an actual physical location where – you can have. I always tell people it's similar to the uh, St. Francis Wolf Sanctuary. Yes, very similar. In a sense, where yeah. there'll be enclosements, but so if people want to donate and help with that, uh, they can just straight monetary donate money. Right. Exactly. And you're always looking for that big, big donor. 
Yes. And uh, yeah, because it is um, a huge over. Like, or if they've got you know a couple hundred acres of land that we can lease or donate for ten years, you know we are a five hundred one c three, so that is a tax write off. But a, a piece of fifteen to twenty five acres just to get started and open. Or you could be one of those creepy people who love having bears as pets, and this is like, oh, I can justify doing it because it's for a good cause. But whenever I want to come see my bears, I can come see my bears. Right? <laughs> is that how? Is that how those weird people think? Because you're telling me people actually buy bears. People buy bears from readers just like dogs and cats. Yeah, so I'm thinking yep. to myself, if I'm one of those guys who really wants to have a bear but not be seen in the in the dark side of the world, I can, uh, I can, support, a- I can support bears, et cetera, <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you possibly could, yes. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like that? You don't like getting phone calls? Katie, Katie, uh, can I come see Francis, please? I would love to come see Francis today. Get run Francis through the blow dryer? like Yeah. Take him to the car wash, I guess, would be the best way to <laughs> clean a bear. Yeah, Paulson Paulson's is laughing over here. Yeah, right? He's like, yeah. just bring me food. and People, if you're not uh, watching, you got to tune in. you got to <laughs> change the camera angle so we can see Polson here. So, Because uh, Polson definitely he do the clean. short straw. He's yeah, clean. he's clean. We sent him through the uh, dry cleaner. He doesn't look too dehydrated, to which we're very grateful. But uh, <laughs> And he's not hungry. He's well cared for. <laughs> <laughs> so big, big tip of the hat to Polson for, for schlepping out. In full bear regalia uh, on that. So October 6th, 10 to 5. Yeah, uh, come to us and eat uh, barbecue. And then on Sunday, go eat barbecue with you guys. Yeah. Work fits my keto diet. I'm good. Oh, great. (laughs) Well, Katie, thank you so much. Paulson, thank you so much for coming in and talking about this. Again, bearsetc.org, bears, et cetera. October 6th, folks, barbecue cook-off, Montgomery, downtown Montgomery over there. What's the exact location? Is like literally in downtown Montgomery? Or yeah, there... it's around the community center, the little historic okay. buildings yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. That's perfect, folks. So more information again, bears, etc. And uh, thanks for stopping by I'll... and sharing the information. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy my time with you guys. Well, good deal. You're listening We're to Morning's very Alone bearable Star. here. Oh, okay. We got to get that in. We had to get that in. We had to get that in. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com, Facebook Live, Condors FM 104.5, 106.1. We're going to take a quick sponsor break and hear a message from them. Coming up soon will be Bill Giffen, actor, financial the guru, man, the person. Myth. Yeah, he's going to be in the studio. Yeah. We'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. 
Between the Crichton Theatre and the Owens Theatre, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. All right, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Enjoying our morning here. It's Tuesday, 25th. It is 9.50. We got Bill Giffen coming up after this segment, so stick around for that. We have Bears, etc. And talking about Oak Oktoberfest. You know, in fact, I got to print that. I got to print that little flyer for my new uh, event folder. There you go. So I'm excited about barbecue. Man, barbecue, is it barbecue? I feel like barbecue season's all year round in Texas, though. Isn't it? Maybe. Maybe, uh, but Texas is one of those places that, you know, whereas barbecue may be available 365 a year, it's there could be barbecue seasons, especially the different kinds of meat coming in. Uh, I didn't think it was proper to, to ask Katie, but, you know, because in Texas, we tend, if it's meat, we tend to eat it. Venison, yeah. beef and stuff. Are there any, I would presume there are some principalities where bear meat would be. Now, obviously, we don't want to shoot and eat the bears that, that, at bears, et cetera. But I, uh, I wondered, is that considered a... I think people hunt bears and eat them. Yeah, I imagine. Because well, I know they hunt bears and mount them. But I just... Every time I've gone to, like, you know, Woody's Smokehouse, where they have, like, elk jerky and, and stuff like that, I've never seen bear patties. That's true. I don't know. I mean, I imagine it's... I, I Actually, I wonder how it tastes. Because especially we just learned that they have a season. It tastes great. No, well, sorry, they, that's they have, that's a They have a season that they just gorge themselves. So I wonder what kind of happens to the meat. Man, I well, something. It'd be very. Yeah. You know, when they're going through this, this, this. We probably should be talking about this right after the bear, like save the bears, bears. Yeah, I have. Left. I'm under no inclination but to actually eat a bear. I was just wondering. Now I'm interested. Now I'm interested. Okay, we'll find out. But folks, if you want more information about that great event coming on October 6th, just visit bearsetc.org. B-E-A-R-S-E-T-C dot org. Uh, okay, so we got a sec. We got a moment together. <laughs> just you and, and I. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's funny. I just saw a headline. Judge restores protections for grizzly bears blocky, blocking hut, hunts. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Aw- awesome. Yeah, with the bears, just live and let live. But we don't. We, already, we got the bear thing. We got the bear we thing out it. of the way. We're done. Okay. Should we talk about why we've been playing the Batman theme today? Uh, no, because it's kind of awkward to go into that with a guest coming up, uh-huh. and maybe Bill's into that kind of stuff. So we'll, we can wait for Bill to get here we'll wait for and blindside him with it, and we'll talk about it. I like the way and, you think, my young friend. Uh, yeah, there we go. That's oh, we got some. Um, let's talk other we'll, national headlines. Yes, yeah, give me a headline. We can talk about it, but let's not let's not do political stuff. Okay. 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 Does that scratch everything you were about to talk to me about? Nope. Okay. Good. Uh, Bill Cosby awaiting his sentencing. What are your thoughts? It still on hasn't it? hasn't happened. Yet? Uh, I haven't gotten a report on it yet, so but they're still waiting. Well, I really hope this case gives an examples for other cases in the future. Especially, I know the Me Too kind of idea is about empowering people who are facing sexual misconduct or those like how to go get to the authorities. Because the scary thing about Bill Cosby is the full force of everything that happened to all these people 
only a certain voices were heard because mm. of statutes of limitation. So it's one of those things where hopefully people will see this as an example, like, hey, you know, a, a bad person can be can be put into into a court of law and be prosecuted and go to jail or go to wherever. Uh, like that kind of stuff. You're right. It it is iffy territory, and it is the you know decades old sexual harassment or assault is the the headline today. We're not going to go there necessarily, but it cannot be denied that for decades uh, assault allegations were taken seriously. The 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 shtick of a defense attorney would be just to destroy the accuser on the stand. It can't be denied that that was the norm. For decades. Well, I think that's what's kind of alarming. And again, we're not supposed to be talking politics, but you know, well, this it, is this, this is, is almost a, parallel a with the current Kavanaugh thing. Uh-huh. And I think it's one of those it's one of those situations where everyone's going to talk about it. Everyone's going to start throwing their own stuff to the fire. But at the end end of the day, end of this whole thing, what what is concrete that comes from it? Because I always look at personally, I always look at situations like this, like let's. Let's wait it out and see what really happens. Unfortunately, for some world events like the Las Vegas thing, no one cares. Mm-hmm. No one knows what really happened. In the sense, we're talking of about the Las Vegas shooting, shooting that happened last year that just kind of fizzled away. And I think this Kavanaugh deal, especially with the politics becoming so front page news with everything, it's it's very scary for the long term effectiveness of our government because. This is a great situation where we, as a country, select a person for life, and they're going to be there, and they're going to change some things, and they might also prevent some things in the in the court of law and the mm-hmm. way we handle laws, because they don't they they're the ones that don't make the laws. I think a lot of people, yeah, get the supreme the, the judicial branch does not say, but hey, the, we're going to ban but the A, B, and C. Scary thing is, is having this type of influence on who's going to be in these positions because it's going to become such a mess. Well, on, we're on no America matter is what. learning how easy it is to, I don't want to say derail. I'm trying to pick neutral terms here to affect, uh, a government, a process that has never been affected before. Uh, I think a lot of people are waiting right now to see who testifies when and where, what smoking guns there may be out uh, there before they come down. Well, on and the I side. hate all this hawk. Or it's like, oh, I got proof, and I'm like, man, yeah, why do we you, got Avenatti saying why do, that. Why do we have to have people say that, and then they don't follow up? Well, look at Michael Avenatti, so, who you know, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, who's saying, I have proof that he did rape trains. Well, please, I mean, like again, bring, bring, for the victims, it's for the victims alone, get it out. And that's why people are, aren't coming down on either side right now. Now, of course, the you know, the presumption of guilt, presumption of innocence, but I think right now people are waiting to see what happens as a result of testimony. Because uh, if, let's say, hypothetically, the allegations are proven to be just allegations, you know, false, or or they can't be proven, um, that's the lesson of how dangerous we came to destroying a career based on just an an allegation with no evidence. Now, I'll go on the other side. Let's say if the allegation, something is proven enough, because remember, this isn't a criminal court case you don't have, don't have to go reasonable doubt but if it's proven enough that Kavanaugh is a bad boy um then it equally throws into light how easy it is to lifetime appoint someone who is not who you think it is because remember he went through massive vetting and this never came up so there's that's a double-edged sword 
That either means that nothing was there or something was there and it was hidden well enough that it almost happens. So I know I'm, I, I know I'm walking a tightrope here and I'm straddling the fence, but I'm trying to just say this, uh, is, uh, it's affecting it one yep. way or the other. Well, so again, the Cosby sentencing, that was, yeah, it's sad that for decades, all these voices, he was only convicted on, uh, I think, two charges that happened within the statute of limitations and were provable. But we can pretty much agree that a lot of the a lot of the allegations against Cosby are probably true. But for those decades, those women were denied a voice, and that's why victims shouldn't be able to choose the punishment or choose how the court should happen. And I am looking at you, Professor Ford. You don't get to dictate that. Victims, real or imagined, don't get to choose the fate of the accused because it's easy to want your pound of flesh, and a lot of people want Cosby. He may just be found, you know, six months in jail, or if that, or deferred adjudication, because whatever the law may provide for. And you think, but he did so much more, but we got to go on what, what was proven. So I do want to find out the Cosby sentencing, how that goes. Um, well, we got to take our break. Okay. Yeah, that, was the, get, that was the main one. We're going to get Bill into the studio. Let's get Bill. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. This is the top of the hour break, folks. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and, of course, Jay Stilberg for County Judge. Special thanks to all those folks who support this show. And we'll be right back with Bill Giffen. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Stittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. All right, welcome back. Maureen's Lone Star. Woo-hoo. Hanging out in the studio, downtown Conroe, Texas. Broadcasting live, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, Facebook Live, all that good stuff. We have a uh, local acting talent, or world acting talent, really, 
So we have Bill Giffen he, in the he studio. He's the man, the myth, the legend. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank All you very right. much for having now, me. Now, do me a favor for our audience. I'm going to give you some time to explain who you are, what you do, and then we can get into like, you know. Why we should care. You know, well, not that. It's usual. like, because you're here just to be, you're friends with Sean. You've acted before. Y'all were in talk radio together. Correct. And you've been in, you've done some of the liners for us. You can hear Bill all talk, like every day, all day mm-hmm. here on Lone Star Community Radio. And you're an actor. I know that. But you also are part of, is it a, is it a financial investment firm? Uh, yes. Yeah, so. My day job, what supports my acting habit and my addiction, is uh, with a company called Majors and Mondragon. Majors I, and Mondragon. Now, are those real people's player. names? Are those real people's names? Or is that yes. Just... So Zach Majors and okay. Oscar Mondragon are Man. the uh, firm okay, owners. Okay, that that's I got, a bond villain if I ever ask, heard one. So it said, was it Oscar Mondragon? Yeah. Yes. So where what ethnicity or what's ethnicity. the what's the nice way of asking? Ethnicity. What is that? Where they, where they hail from? So, Zach Majors, I do not know where he hails from. I'm going to say the United States. Okay. Well, they're both maybe from the yeah. United States. Well, uh, Oscar's heritage, I believe, and he would have to verify this. I'm going to go with Venezuelan. Okay. Because Mondragon is such a cool last name. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, where Absolutely. is that even from? Yep. So, okay, cool. Yeah, so every, every now and again, I'll run into somebody and they'll recognize the name like, and they're like, Mondragon. Okay. <laughs> ah, so they know. <laughs> they know the fear. The fear. Yes. The only yes. thing missing is him being Oscar Mon- Mondragon the third. Right. You know. That's Maybe the only in the thing future. Missing, right. <laughs> well, that's so, a Bond villain all the way. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like when I hear that, and then when you say you work for them, I'm like, man, that's got to be one of those lair kind of places. Where, you know, they have a lair, and then they have. <laughs> You know, to get in. Under which go. mountain do you, yeah. you guys headquarter? You have like six doors. You have to show your ID. Do you to take get a submarine and... to the the coast, or uh, that would be fun. I think we should implement that and, and, and make it because uh, they want to create an experience for the clients. So now let's let's just go full out. Let's just yeah. go all the and way. like Oscar's and office is in yes. the eyeball of yes. like whatever statue the the whole office. Yes, the, the eye to keep the, the eye sphinx. on the financials uh, yeah. and Our the growing of the wealth. <laughs> Our world headquarters is in Egypt, in the Sphinx. That's yeah. So you, do you help folks? Like, I have a lot of money. I go to you, and I'm like, man, maybe more money. That is one type of client. Okay. Absolutely. What's another so type of client? We are a comprehensive financial planning wealth management firm. Okay. So I want to retire by 30. Show me how to do it. We can we can help you look at that, and okay. we can show you with uh, we have advanced technology and software, as well as I mean, pretty much our products are advice and relationships. Okay. Um, because everybody's values and goals are different. Would you agree? Yeah. Goals and values. What are these words? Of oh, yes. Yeah. I want to well, be able I've to. I've seen some of your receipts, uh, <laughs> Sean, that you post. And heck, man, I want to learn from you. You can't be you three know? times divorced like I am and not know how to save 65% of Randall's. I'm telling you. I'm the king. It's good. It's good. So we have various types of clients okay. that come to us. Some come to us to help get out of debt. Uh, others are looking to maximize their lifestyle, you know, children, college funding, retirement. Uh, so that, you know, we're comprehensive. Okay, we want to cool. make sure we look at all so, assets, uh, assets and aspects of, of our clients' lives. And if someone's listening and they want to go furthermore with you, where can they find you? Uh, what I mean, I know y'all have a cool name, but it's I already forgot it. Oscar Mondragon. No, majors and Mondragon. Lee Majors, majors and Mondragon. Do not forget Zach Majors. He is a, a, a principal He's just partner. as important. Yes, he's very important. Absolutely. See, <laughs> so, majors like the $6 million man, yep. Mondragon, the Bond villain. How can you forget these names? Yep. Okay. But, and so uh, if you want to check us out, you can go to the website, majorsmondragon.com. There is no and within that title. 
uh, when going online, uh, you can call me directly at 346-980-4009. Cool. Or you can email me at billgiffen at majorsmondragon.com. So here, I'm approaching you right now. I want to own a Waffle House when I hit 65. He does. He's not so, Okay. That's my financial plan. Basically, you would, you would work out a, a help me out, like how to, you know, put money in. This is what we need every month or every year. Correct. And then this is how we can spread your assets. And then by the time you hit 65, you'll have a nice way to put a down payment or just buy. I actually have no idea how to buy a Waffle House. I imagine it's a franchise. Uh, but, I mean, also you got to find a good location. Ask him too. on Franchise Radio. That's true. We have an actual franchise show. And actually it's coming up at 11. So there you there go. There you go. Look at that. So set up. Bill, I got a nicely. question about like like financial advising and stuff. Uh, because you see some of the who are like the Dave Ramseys of the world or something like, yeah, if you can't afford it in your pocket, don't buy. You know, sometimes I got to put something on a credit card. Sometimes I'm floating a bill from one month to the next and stuff. How realistic, sort of like for Majors Mondragon, how realistic are are the goals that can be set, you know, for John, John Q. Public? Oh, they're very realistic. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we are, uh, you know, big supporters and big believers in what Dave Ramsey does because mm-hmm. he does help a lot of a lot of people. Yeah, well, I wasn't smack oh, no, no, but no, I'm no, just no. hearing oh, no, no, no. you buy no, a car think... with cash. And I'm <laughs> and like, I was nowhere no thinking that you were doing that. Okay. So, no, not at all. Absolutely. I love you, Dave. <laughs> um, but, you know, some of our technology and, and the resources that we have are very visual for our clients. So we can plug in and show our clients, you know, with high probability what's going to happen. So, you know, when Dick comes in and says, hey, I want that Waffle House, we can sit down and create a plan and show him, you know, yes, no, maybe so uh, within that to give him the best idea of is this really going to happen or not, as well as get him in contact with the appropriate people, whether it's a, you know, small business loan uh, banker or, uh, you know, bookkeeping, anything like yeah. that. A, a business lawyer as well. Uh, so this is full menu service where it's exactly. not just oh, I'm going to get you blank percent return. Yep. This is let's it's get customizable the plan because wow. that's that's what I was alluding well, to earlier. If Everyone's I'm different. Hang out with these people for till I'm 65. You know, Man. right? If I make it a 55, it'll be like proof of God. I think, the way <laughs> I'm going. So, but uh, that's really cool. So again, uh, majors in Mondragon. Look it up if you have questions like that. But that's not really why you're here. But uh, you're here just to just talk shop. I'm here for a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we have talk, some topics chat, to, to talk yeah. about. You know. But uh, so you were in uh, talk radio, the play down south from here, right? That yeah, was it was a match the Midtown Arts Center in Houston. And what's what's next for your acting career? The next thing for my acting career is to uh, audition for Dirt Dog Theater Company's Alive the Mind by Sam uh-huh. Shepard. A line? A lie. A lie. Like a, line. Like like a fib, but a, a big fib. A lie. Of, of the, the mind. Mind. Uh-huh. Yep. And that's Sam Shepard, who, you know, you've seen him in Jessica Lane's yeah, long time good, guy. Did he write that? Yes. That he's, guy, he's more of a playwright watched, than an actor. I watched a great documentary about him and his best friend, and I should really check it out, because he's his best friend, I think he actually owned a Waffle House. Uh, I'm not kidding. I think yeah, it was something like that. It all comes back to the Waffle they, House. They were friends right. when he lived with Jessica Lange, and then they wrote letters for like 20 years. Okay. And it was him going back through the letters and him talking to his friend, and his friend lives in some small town tech in Texas, and it's just about how the dynamics of them are totally different and how they confide in each other. And Sam's a really interesting guy. Oh, yes. So a lie of the mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Kind Even, of uh, is, is it's an in-your-face production. Dirt Dogs is fearless in the presentation. So, some theaters, when I say away, they're right? they're the more family-oriented, and you know, rightfully so, we're not going to do Oh Calcutta or Hair at the Owen Theater anytime soon. I don't think because that's not <laughs> the audience. But there's right. some audiences, especially in like downtown Houston area, where you want to get that so uh, live the mind. That's kind of in your face, right? Yeah, very. Um, Dirt Dogs Theater is very big on grit. Mm-hmm. You know, they they like that gritty. Um, play and performance and really want to get down and dirty uh, within the shows that they produce. And that's one of the things that attracts me to that, that theater company. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I got to agree. Cause for our closing night at talk radio, I played six characters and one of them um, is a psychotic killer at the end. And very last thing you see before the lights go out is putting a gun to my own head. So I had to, my mom is in the audience for closing night. I had to kind of like let her know, it's going to get intense, you know, don't read too much. <laughs> so, yeah, it was very, uh, and I, I think, emotionally satisfying. Oh, yeah. Uh, draining and satisfying to be in a play like that. And professional, professional theater just. Absolutely. And food yeah, backstage all the time and coffee. Oh, yes. They've any, got good craft services as well. Yeah. Any stage manager that brings a Keurig and, you know, loaded it up is Jake in my book. Oh, Barbara. Are you, are you an actor's actor kind of person? And when I mean that in the sense of like. You said you're going to audition for A Lie in the Mind. I feel like that play is something that actors go, you know what, that's something great. Like, I want to do something like that because that's a you know, a good actor's actor's position. You're not, right. going, to, you're not going to be, oh, can I be waiter number two on this Broadway play of Waitress or something it's like that. It's uh, definitely going to be a challenging play for whoever does it and gets cast in it. Yeah. That's another thing that, that Dirt Dogs is big on is making sure that the plays that they pick are – going to challenge and help the actors grow and uh, maximize what they're able to do uh, for themselves as well as the audience. And that's one of the things that I tried to do for the students when I taught over at College Park High School within the uh, theater department there. We wanted to, uh, myself and Valerie uh, Lebonsky, to, to very much challenge the, student, the students to make sure that they were growing uh, appropriately. And so we would do things that were uh, not necessarily normal for, for high school students. I directed a lie of the mind at College Park High School. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So we would challenge our students There's and some, challenge them pretty big. I'm looking at the original cast. That's some crazy actors in that. That original off-Broadway where they did it with Sam, mm-hmm. where he uh, and it has Harvey Cattell, yep. Aiden Quinn, Amanda Plummer. Like, there's some really... It's fun when you when you... Get cast in a show. They give you the script. Usually, the the script will have you know such and such was first presented at the little room downstairs with the following cast, and then you see, you know, Dustin Hoffman as Spear Carrier Number Three. You know, like the early days and stuff. And it's just fun to see who was in that because in talk radio, people just you know Eric Bogosian wrote it, and he was in the movie. He played the character, and, but in and uh, Lee Schreiber, I think played him in the yeah uh, just production. recently in the uh, in the. Uh revival uh recently within the past couple of years in broadway mm-hmm. absolutely yeah directed by ethan hawk and, and there's some so, th- so again like this to me i when you when you say that i go this is probably one of those actors actors kind of plays where it's a very very harsh topic and some great scenes to really flex your acting because it's not, it's not i'm reading the synopsis who are you trying to go for um anybody within that play i will be i would be happy with any of them because they all have there's no spirit carrier there is, for yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're they're they all have their challenges. They all have their moments 
within the show. Um, and that's one of the great things that I, that I like about Sam Shepard. And, uh, I know he, some people give him a lot of flack for being misogynistic, uh, within, within the place. But at the same time, if you really are an actress, I mean, those roles are great for the actresses. Yeah. I mean, this thing, it's it's, the main theme of this play is basically spousal abuse. And then it goes from there. Like what involves all of that? Right? Am I I wrong? It is very, a lot of his plays uh, you know, are going to have a family dynamic of some sort of that is where the conflict arises to and from uh, is going to be internally within that conflict within families and uh, especially uh, between siblings. There's usually two brothers within the play that are uh, butting heads, uh, which uh, Sam Shepard's growing up affected all of that and influenced uh, his writing especially with his uh, his father. So a lot of the plays, well, the two man, brothers are, are, are Sam, and then another version of himself, bat, it's an internal battle. Shadow Sam! Yep. That's yep. cool. So when, so you're going to audition, mm-hmm. and that's how you kind of identify that kind of stuff, where it's like, I see these great things, like plays, and that's what I'm going for. And it's like in the Houston, greater Houston, up here area, right? Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's cool. Now, because earlier, uh, you know, Dick, you asked Bill, does this role like an actor's role I, every actor i think has like their wish list roles mm-hmm. uh, the one that they just go for so what are yours we're just going to dig deep here and say you know oh man um the role you haven't done that just you would sell your mother for well that's hard man you t- those are the tough questions i know right I well know. it's either that or your thoughts on nuclear proliferation in north korea so. no thank you i'm good okay. um I don't, I, I, yeah. See, to no. me, Atticus Finch. That's, okay. I've been very lucky. I've been frequently chosen roles. I'm sorry, a guy <laughs> just took a total header on the window behind you there. Oh, my God, that was funny. Uh, it was right out of America's Funny Videos. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been very lucky that I've been cast in, in some great roles that, that I've always wanted. And uh, I would say. Atticus is like the one left that, if I ever were to play him, it has to happen the next you know, two very, minutes. Yeah, two minutes, or I'm beyond <laughs> old for it. Um, thankfully, luckily, I have been fortunate enough to play two uh, roles that had always been uh, big on the list. Um, one was uh, McMurphy and One Flew of the Cuckoo's <clears throat> Nest, which I performed. Performed. Perform. Yes, I speak good English here. <laughs> uh, I performed over at the Owen Theater right across the street uh, in 2010, and then. Um, I was fortunate and lucky enough to play Stanley Kowalski in Streetcar Named Desire uh, at what was at the time the Kaleidoscope Theater uh, in Houston. Mm. Nicely done. So two roles I would have never imagined uh, getting the opportunity to play um, in college. I mean, I, I think I was a buck twenty-five, a buck thirty at the most, uh, sopping wet, and so there was no way I was going to be playing those roles uh, and everything. But you know, uh, life happened, life changes. Uh, I put on a little bit of weight, and uh, there we go. There you go. Yeah. I would say the any Sam Shepard play and any Martin McDonough play. I have never done a McDonough play, and I would love to do a Martin McDonough play. Give it. Uh, I'm trying to put the name in. Give me a like a sample. Uh, title. Pillow Man. Oh, the Pillow Man. Oh my. Oh, never yeah. mind. I saw that at, yeah. at Theater Southwest. Oh my gosh, uh, that's an Irish drama. That yeah, I'm looking at. It is his. the most whacked out dystopian future alternate reality in your face holy cow yeah in fact I, i've got it on disc 
<laughs> yeah, he's written a bunch. Don't tell anybody. He's in yeah, a lot of good tell. movies too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. He he, uh, uh, very much another dark comedy. Uh, you, I'm, in case you don't know, you're sensing a theme here with me. Yeah. Well, well, gritty. Well, his most yeah. recent one was Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I'm still looking forward to seeing that one. So he even it. directed that That's one. Awesome. Yes. So yes, uh, he directed In Bruges. Uh, was his first film, and then his second film was Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. That's, that's got to be an interesting movie to do, especially with all those actors in that movie. Christopher Walken, Woody Harrelson, Colin Farrell, Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah. So. That's a serious cast there. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a break real quick. Okay. We'll get back to more Bill, but we got to say hi and thank you to our sponsors. So stick around. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. Dick and Skippy, 1022 on the dot in the Lone Star Studios. We're All here, right. We are here with Bill Gibson, actor uh, extraordinaire. I was a financial, financial advisor. advisor. I'm trying to figure out the actual <laughs> phrasing for it. Money man. M- money bags Giffen here. I just call him the genie. The genie? Yeah, genie in the bottle. 
Just to solve all your problems. There you go. Well, I can tell you if I ever got money, Bill, I'll give you a call and maybe you can tell me what to do with it. Absolutely. Every day I here. ask you at <laughs> yeah. the show, I said, did you find it yet? Working on or trying to find that winning lottery ticket. If you ticket. trip over, let me know. You betcha. Uh, <laughs> so we've been talking about theater and stuff, and, and it's great to because to, Dick doesn't, you know, he doesn't act. I've been trying to well, get Well, I'm a stage. huge movie fan, and I'm slowly, my favorite thing about movies is how things are made. Mm-hmm. And I'm slowly transitioning into screenwriting history, like learning that. And okay. then it's funny that you said Sam Shepard, because I knew he wrote a lot of plays, but they're very, like, black box kind of is that a way to describe his plays? Yeah, it's not like Phantom of the Opera work yeah. spectacle. It's not going to sell out for 20 years on Broadway. And I'm really excited about the new age of film and screenwriters and how that's people are adapting that because there's a lot of money being made in movies. And now since you can just stream it, Netflix is putting out a lot of like – they're giving people a lot of opportunities. Lots so, of opportunities. And I, that to me is like – it's very exciting if I imagine if I'm an actor or a writer or whatever. It's like, hey, I don't have to shoot and sell that spec script for Wild Wild West 2 – I can do, hey, I want to do this you know, period piece involving these six people only. If they ever did Wild Wild West, I would hang myself. Really? They already did Wild Wild West. Two. Well, why <laughs> not? I mean, I don't see what they're doing. You saw one, right? Yeah, it was great. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It was bad. I, it, was, it was bad. I was going to see it, and then we saw uh, Summer of Sam was playing. Uh, and so we decided to go see Summer You won Sam. on that one. I know. <laughs> After I heard, I was like, ooh, winner. Thank you. Well, I, don't know, I enjoyed it. It had because moments, it but I, I remember the original show. <laughs> well, I got, I found, I, I love how when I was talking to my friends, I was like, it sounds extremely racist, but I was like, if you're going to do Wild Wild West and Undercover Cop during the West, having a black actor be the undercover cop, I'm just letting you know that I don't know if that really works as a period piece. So they could have done Wild Wild West modern age, but they did that. And there was actually a lot of racism in that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Brett, Ke- uh, Brett, uh, He's an actor's actor. He does Shakespearean really Kenneth well. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh plays a, a... You were close. Yes. He plays a legless uh, so, southern Louisiana well, man. Well, beyond legless, anything from the belly button down is gone. Yeah. And uh, there's a great scene. I always... I, I like that movie because it's just... It tells you what not to do when you when you have... <laughs> it's a cautionary tale. And, there you go. There uh, you go. There's a scene with him and uh, Will Smith where they basically exchange hits at each other's just a bit like barbs yeah well i was listening to kevin smith because he was talking about how he how the movie got involved he got involved with that movie at one point okay. and kevin smith is a screenwriter and also a director but he said it's really weird where they're basically equivalent a disability as being a different race because in the scene they keep switching back like take, making fun of him not having legs and he makes fun of him being black and i was like he's like it was really weird like i've never seen a, a movie do that before <laughs> Which it, it did it uh, spectacularly. If yeah. I remember correctly, if you look at the screen, you know, on the opening credits when it says screenplay by, it's like, and you got like, it takes up two screens worth of stuff. Well, I guess that's really something that I always want to be a part of a production because I love the ideas of getting Bill Giffen, the actor, and he give you the script, and then you're reading the script, and then it's like there's a giant mechanical spider at the end of the movie. And you're kind of like, I'm just doing a job. Getting paid. I gotta eat. Kind of like Michael Caine in Jaws 4. Like, I imagine he was already kind of a big actor at the time, and it's just funny that he would be in Jaws 4. And, but again, it's like there's at one point you're professional, but there's not one point you want to do a lie in the mind kind right. of thing. So, well, here's, and, and it's funny you bring up Michael Caine, actually, okay. because I've seen an interview with Michael Caine uh, to where he was talking about those choices specifically. And he's like, well, he's like, I would get scripts. He's like, 
you know, to do this awesome character acting role in like Antarctica. Or I will get this cheesy shark movie in the Bahamas that will pay me a lot of money. <laughs> I'm going to the Bahamas getting paid a lot of money and being paid to go there and my family to have vacation. So that was one of his uh, decision making processes. Well, it, it makes in the me past as it, well. ma- it makes me think as an actor like, you know, cuz you guys do it for recreational like fun and I you also do it for paid. Y'all been paid actors before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, if you y'all been in the y'all been in the acting game for what more than ten years at least, right? Oh yeah. And would you say like the decisions you made in that ten year or twenty year span, it's gotten you is are you a better actor? Are you in a better position you were ten years ago in the acting world? Or because I always wondered about the the hit or miss in the movie slash you know the art industry. And uh, like my sense of it is, uh, usually when I audition, I either like to go for the biggest role or the smallest one, depending on where I am in my life. Uh, there have been roles where I've been spirit carrier number four, and I've been really happy with it. And if I direct a show where there's a lot of people, I'll tell the cast, I don't care if you're, you know, spirit carrier number four or what, someone in the audience is looking at you and only you at any given moment. So you need to have a backstory. You, you need to, to commit. And actually, there have been two times in particular that I went to audition for a role, and I'm like, I want this role or nothing else. Because, you know, on some audition forums, it's like, what roles do you want? Are you willing to take a lesser, another role? And one was uh, uh, at Stageworks, the Three Musketeers. I wanted to play Porthos because I'd done it before, and I want to do it again. And I said that or nothing else, and they came to me. They're like, it's not for you. Jared Barnes got cast as Porthos, and okay. there's no way they're going to cast me <laughs> instead of him. But they said, but we really want you to play the king. We, we really, really think you'd be good at that. And I ended up loving the role. And then later on, I went to go, uh, they were doing 1776. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I'd played John Adams. I wanted to do it again. So I said, John Adams or nothing. And I auditioned. They said, listen, we got some for John Adams. <laughs> but we really, really, really want you to play Ben Franklin. And that ended up being one of the best roles I'd ever had. I just loved playing Ben Franklin. Oh, I, I, I can see you as that. Absolutely. And, and so you never know. So you can go in with expectations. Uh, and it's gone the other way, too. I've gone into productions thinking this is going to be awesome, and it's, and it's been uh, terrible. Uh, now, i got to say, with, with uh, talk radio that Bill and I just did at Dirt Dogs, I wasn't the first choice for this role. In fact, an actor had been cast and unfortunately had to leave. And the director called me and said, I really want you in, in this production. And I, and I said, listen, if you want me, great, but if you just need a body, let me know and I'll find you someone. Because I, I wouldn't mind taking a break. And All he right, said, you heard it here. Sean is where the bodies are. I do. <laughs> And the director was very kind and said, no, I want you in this. Because it was six different characters. But that, you had to be believable six. Bill played two, right? Two or three. I played two. But one of the them show. was like on stage a lot of the time. Yeah. The last play I did with him, The Exonerated, I had like nine or ten. So I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, so it's every, even if it's a cheesy role, um, you never know, especially in community theater, how it's going to go. I'm doing 12 Angry Men. I got cast as one character. I got cast as the foreman, who's kind of a weenie. And I was really looking forward to that, just kind of playing a waffler. And then the guy playing a, another juror, juror three, had to back out. So they asked if I'd take over that. And that guy's a real jerk. I mean, he's the last holdout. <laughs> it's a really meaty role that I, I'm loving I the heck out of. No. <laughs> yeah, that darn, that darn typecasting, play, playing the jackass. <laughs> I want to talk I kid about because I love. <laughs> I want to talk about. Uh, there's definitely a backslide technology going on, especially in entertainment. I got a report here that says 
eight million people are going to be cutting cable out of their lives this year. Uh, that's a significant chunk. Good for them. Uh, and in fact, there's this uh, business. I'm trying to remember the city's in. Tom McGlynn, he's got this business called Mr. Free Hot HD TV Man. And he says he's actually, uh, they've been putting up antennas, old style antennas that can bring in like local stations and stuff, the old school stuff. Mm -hmm. He said they actually had to jack up their prices and installation fees to get people to, they're, they're backlogged for about a oh, year wow. now. That so many people are, are going back to old school. And I see more and more people using the old flip phones or the, you know, like the, not the smartphones that with this, but the ones you flip open. I was just watching John Wick and like every bad guy had a Blackberry mm -hmm. type phone. It seems to be like a backslide technology. Do you think theater can be benefiting from that too? That people are wanting more, okay, we've, we've gone full tilt with technology. Now we want to kind of go back to basics. I think so. Um, I think, and just as you alluded to, I think that can be applied across the board to anything and everything in reality, because at our basic core, it's all about human connection. So there is nothing like the three of us right now sitting here and talking to each other. There's live. no screen. There's no filter. There's no screen. There's no nothing. We can we can sense the energy that even though you might be able to sense it if you're like Skyping somebody, there's nothing like that in-person live connection, you know, and then you add into the fact that, um, you know, everything is so expensive now. I mean, who... People are finally, you know, that transition is, is changing to I must get the new phone every year to people are going back saying, hey, this is not within my budget. This is a detriment to my financial stability. This phone, it better last me the next 12 years. That's the other thing. People are buying the one phone and saying, all right, whoever made this phone, whether it's Samsung, Apple, Google, whoever, make this last. And if you don't, then I'm going to go somewhere else because... It's, it's not within everybody's best interest, and, and most people are, are finally realizing that. Uh, same with uh, the technology, just like you said, with, with cutting cable. Uh, a lot of people are streaming now, and they're getting rid of those dishes and everything like that that hold you captive and actually imprison you for $150 a month when you watch maybe five or ten channels out of those what, what's, 10,000. What's the cable or the company that lets you pick and choose only the channels you watch? I'm trying to remember the name of it. Well, there's like Sling TV. Sling, that's what I was thinking of. But I mean, it's it's a hit or miss depending on where you live. But yeah, in all this I tried Sling TV, and they had a great like package as far as the uh, availability of what channels they picked within the package. The only problem with that is there is a lot of buffering going on, as well as okay, well now you're going to make me up my internet, which now kind of offsets that pricing, which puts me right back into the higher price range that I had to be with DirecTV or Dish or whatever you have because of that fact. So now you're like, well, did I really yeah. save anything? Well, like the, especially with the way people consume any type of entertainment, what's, what I see happening is the value of live television is going away. And really, if you talk to any household that uses cable, I bet one, like one person in the house is like, oh, I watch it because I like football. And like ours live sports, and that's it. So if you and eventually it's going to get that way where if live sports you can watch online or something, then you're going to lose a lot more subscribers. And that's to me that's the tipping point. Yeah. When the NFL or whoever makes the new contract with Amazon or whatever, that's when you're like, okay, that's when TV is going to go down the down the pooper. Well, to me, so. that's why I think theater is eternal. Not only has it been in existence a lot longer than professional sports and and TV and movies, but also <clears throat> every movie. 
Uh, every every other uh, there are seasons for every other entertainment. There's football season, hockey season, baseball season. There's in the films. There's summer blockbuster where you got to have if you don't have an Avengers movie, you're you're hosed. You've got uh, Oscar season movies where it's I am right. Sam. You know, let, let's let's pick a perfectly able actor to play a disabled character. You know, that's just the thing. Uh, theater. We how many theaters around town? Well. Let's, let's take right here the 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 Crichton the Owen, two different shows pretty much going on almost at the same time. We got we had a, a big musical and then we had a female driven comedy. Now we got a murder mystery, going you know going back and forth. Well, it's especially with the the surroundings of the theaters. For example, the younger crowd now is, hey, let's go on a date. What can we do for that's not breaking the bank, and be and a lot of people I would say are leaving Houston to go find entertainment somewhere. They're willing to drive to the Woodlands are willing to drive to Conroe and having a, a, an outing mm-hmm. right here. Because like, I went to Old Town Spring last night uh, to Corkscrew Barbecue, and I was like, I can't imagine what this place would be like if they had a theater. Because no one's really there on Monday nights because it's it's more of a weekend place. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but you know, a theater brings <laughs> brings a different prestige to a place. And right. Especially a bill on stage. I mean, it, that brings, <laughs> well, believe it or not, at Old Town Spring, they, they have one. They have Old West Melodramas. Which at Puffabell, at least three times, three yep. or four times a year, yep. uh, used to be run by Joe Cole. Before well, I mean, like he passed a theater, away. like an actual, like dedicated right, space. Right, but the, the, the Old West has actually kind of greased the wheels that if someone wanted to get one, and actually I'm trying to move a theater up closer north, I may look into that. Uh, but this is a place where you, you pay money to watch it, you pay extra to sit in the front row, you buy extra money for popcorn to throw it at the bad guy. It, it's a blast, like and it, they, they sell out. Like well, weeks in advance. Hey, let's take a break, our last break for the evening. Or okay. Morning. And earlier, and, Bill uh, was talking about great packages, and we're going to talk about, about that back. when we come yeah. back. <laughs> That's right. Ten three seven. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We'll be right back uh, to hear back from our sponsors and all that good stuff. So stick around. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions get seen on tv youtube and heard on our podcast fm and internet radio support your local radio station with lone star community radio 
Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Back, Orange Lone Star, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, and of course, Facebook Live with Mornings Lone Star. Uh, we're, you know, we're at the end of the show, so if you're just now tuning in, we had Bears Etc. in. That was a lot of fun talking about the upcoming barbecue fundraiser they're doing in Montgomery on October 6th. More information, bearsetc.org for that event and also their mission and what they do to save the bears. And uh, in the studio with now is actor Bill Giffen. He's also a financial uh, partner with uh, Majors and Mondragon. And uh, so, if you have any questions for Bill, you know, just look up that crazy name, Majors and Mondra- MajorsMondragon.com, I believe. So we were talking a little bit about acting. He's a he's a actor's actor that we've discovered. He's a so man's man. If you got a role for him, and he'll take it serious, even if it's Mr. Clean, I can see you taking that serious. I don't know why. I don't know why Mr. Clean is really a role. I it always, could be. You know one thing I'm always trying to figure out? Like, I don't know if y'all pay attention to ads, but like KFC has been going crazy with the different actors. Oh, yeah. Get. And I'm thinking to myself, do you think that's like in the actor circle now where it's like, I wouldn't mind doing I, Anyone could really. They, they basically prove that anyone could be Colonel Sanders because I think they've had woman. And like, Reba McIntyre, yeah. Yeah. Jason yeah. Alexander, like, Rob Lowe. It really Lowe. doesn't matter what you look like. But I think they do a great job with that. I, I enjoy them. They'll make you look like Colonel Sanders. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I, but that's a good question, a good point you bring up, and I th- I think you're right. I think people are like, I, I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. And I think it's I've arrived. They asked me to be Colonel Sanders. So <laughs> I feel like you'd be Ben Franklin for the rest of your life. You know, that's right. People met well, Ben but, Franklin as <laughs> Colonel Sanders. No, there yeah. we go. Oh, John. Yeah, but uh, no, seriously. <laughs> after a lot of theaters, after the shows, the actors will line up and you know meet the meet the audience. And every night, I'd have old people coming up to me. Oh, your Franklin was amazing. You look just like him. And it took everything in my power to say, "And you would know, wouldn't you, yo pity?" Because uh, after that, I got to play Freud. So as I've hit a certain age, I'm. I can't remember the last time I played someone younger than me, if that makes sense. The, the last time I was closest to it, when I played John Adams, I was 43, and he was 41 when uh, I, I cast. Usually, okay. I age myself, but now I'm playing characters, you know, Freud and Franklin, that are much closer to my death date than my, <laughs> you know, younger date. All right, so I wanted to kind of explain why we were listening to the Batman theme song, Remix, <laughs> and... You you brought Bill's something, cringing. Well, now. you brought you brought something up. To, you brought something up to me, and it's kind of like an ongoing discussion. I love to have with artists is more of like you have a creative art that's been created, you know, X amount of years ago, and things are either added or subtracted, changed drastically for like like when they're trying to reinvent it and things like that. So the funny thing now is is now there's finally a canon Batman comic. Yes, it's- and they finally showed his junk. And so Bruce Wayne's junk is in a comic, and one group, of course, someone's going to be upset. It was, what's the official group's name? The it's, official group's name. It's led by 
Uh, hold on, my 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 page it's is for basically here. uncircumcised. No, well, yeah, it's uh, there. There's a new limited series. It's canon called Batman Damned. Yeah, or, or Damned, I guess if you're Shakespearean. And issue number one, uh, he's walking through the Batcave and he's getting out of his costume bit yeah. by bit, and eventually you see full full, full yeah. genitalia. Okay, I was gonna ask with, but not really wanting to know. But it does beg the question of of just that. Are we talking within the bat suit or out of the bat suit? He's out of the bat suit. That's what I mean. That's it's the full like okay. it's like the first time ever. He's a dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's now canon that Batman slash Bruce Wayne is circumcised. Yes. So the outcry hasn't been that we get to see Batman's genitalia. Because that's been on everyone's mind. Right? Since I the mean, first okay. action. Everyone's he's been no, wondering. No, yeah. he's no Dick Grayson, but it's the fact <laughs> that there's an organization called Genital <laughs> Autonomy America. The director is Marilyn Milos. And Marilyn, so a female, who's now telling me what I should and should not do with my body, irony, is um, outraged that Batman is circumcised, how horrible circumcision is, and demanding that Batman be uncircumcised or that there's a way to actually, you know, undo a circumcision. And so Marilyn Milos is... is well, in comics, yeah. You can just say, oh, that was a weird dream. Well, no, she's making, she's putting into real life. This is back when Dan Quayle said that Murphy Brown was a bad mother and it just became this huge honking thing. Like, there's fact and there's fiction. Well, Marilyn, I'm here to tell you, first off, uh, well, no, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but I will say that... DC did kind of cave, and so now every future publishing of this or online, they've edited it. So, but here's the thing: edited to what? To where you don't see it? Because see, uh, that's one thing. I see. So that's what I'm trying to get a kind of opinion on y'all. Because not like, the junk, the circumcision of the junk. I know you just don't see it. So, like, because when you take a, a you take a piece of work and you want to change it, like change something drastic. Mm-hmm. And kind of some some plays are written for themes alone. Like this is why we wrote these characters because they contribute to the overall theme. Mm-hmm. And then some characters you can be like, he doesn't matter what color they are, what race they are, what gender they are, what haircut they have. It's who they are. You can do whatever you want. Right. But what's interesting to me about this is you know, comics have a reputation of doing ten different variations of that. So what what is the do you think people would literally just look for something to complain about? Because to me, that didn't, like it's a smart thing to do for DC is just to hide it. And I'm glad they did that just because it's just, who cares about this focus? Yeah. This, let's talk about the comic book, not because we show Batman's junk. But if it's, I need to read in the context, see the comic, because it may be integral to the plot. You know, we've joked about it before, but I was in a, a Oh, he could a be Jewish. Film. The, the well, that's Wayans what I'm saying. Bruce Jewish. Wayne could be Jewish. You know, it, it's, it, that could have been the artist's, way of saying, you know, this opens up a whole new thing, because what is Batman's religion? We don't know. It's never come a thing. Maybe he wanted to make a statement on well, that. Well, especially with the openness of what of what you can do as a writer with comics. So, like, if I got a hold of Batman, the IP, I'd be like, let's, I'm going to give this really cool look into it, and this is what I choose to do, and then people get mad at you because it's not Batman anymore. But I don't really think you can argue that, because it's your point of view of what well, yeah, but you don't want to mess with canon. You have to remember the the, the fan Wait. base. There, there was a, a Batman movie well, that like, they were you planning on doing. You gotta have them dead, right? You gotta have the parents dead. Yeah, you have to have that. But I could write one that they don't die and they get kidnapped and they come back. You know, twenty seven. That would be fan fiction because you'd be jacking would, with. Really? It would There's be like, like are there that kind of ro- rules? It would, yeah, it'd be like a musical version of the X Files. 
It's you create that a universe. Work, nope, it wouldn't. We've already talked about you know, this. No musical version of Buffy, absolutely. Musical no, version of Scrubs, there's, absolutely. There's a whole X-Files, there's no. X-Files episodes where they tr- change bodies. Mm-hmm. Why would it not work for a musical X-Files? Yeah, why wouldn't I'm it curious. work? I'm curious. I'm not trying because to Because when you, when you create a universe and, and I call it the warp 10 factor. Okay. That's established in Star Trek lore. You cannot break warp 10. You cannot cannot do it, period, end of subject. So what did Star Trek Voyager do? They had an episode where they break warp 10. And it was the worst episode in the universe. And the fans just basically said, you have just, whoever wrote that. Why couldn't you break be, warp 10? Because you're literally everywhere all at once at the same time. Okay, so that's been, I don't know what warp 10 yeah. means. It, so. it's, you can get like a warp 9.99995, but it's like literally. But like, when you hit warp 10. It's you- literally surpassing the speed of light as it were. Okay. And it's physically impossible by that universe. So with the universes created with the X-Files, where allow where or Lost. Take Lost as another example. Uh, but I would say X-Files to me there's Monster of the Week episodes. Mm-hmm. And there's mythology so episodes. There, there's that, but then it's like with Monster of the Week, some of them are very hokey. There's hokey, like, but it still falls within the universe. Now, let's compare well, X-Files to Fringe. Well, remember that one episode where that guy, I don't know what the what it's called, but like where he causes a bunch of accidents and they think he's killing people, but it's like he's just prone to start the chain reaction mm-hmm. that ends in people like getting their head chopped off. Right. And he's just like, oh man. And like to me, if you're gonna, if you have the f- creative insight to do something like that for Monster of the Week, you could definitely have some stupid alien artifact that makes you sing. Like you could. In a, in a musical, like a stage musical. The overture is there for a reason. It's to let the audience know this is the universe that there's an invisible orchestra playing and people are going to break into song and dance. That's why the overture is there. Yeah. And most musicals start off within the first 30 seconds with a song. And that's the universe you're allowed to accept. That, okay, you know, I'm going to be walking down the street and start singing and dancing and total strangers are going to know the dance steps and dance with me because this is the universe. But let's say... Well, they did have an episode (laughs) where they hook up to VR. And you could you could argue that the VR machine causes them to sing and dance because it created a virtual reality world. So they're literally inside of a computer matrix. Right, but style. if you had an invisible orchestra, so they where... could do it there. <laughs> well, you could, and that's the whole point. You could have Mulder and Scully. I'm telling you, it's gonna. I, you can do a musical with X Files. Maybe not on Broadway, but, but you could do it in an episode. That's why if you never saw Fringe, Fringe is like a almost a sequel series. The same basic premise. Uh, this, this federal task force looking at. The fringe. It starts off with with yeah fringe science, and it starts off with monsters of the week, but then it becomes uh, alternate realities, parallel Earth, and they have they have an episode where one of the uh, main characters gets so hopped up on LSD that he has a Monty Python that Terry Gilliam actually animated. Oh, uh, wow. flat, a flash, not a flashback, but you know the half the episode is a Monty Python cartoon. They had animated uh, issues uh, episodes. Uh, they had one set in the eighties where they. This. Hmm? Yes. Like, uh, okay. But, uh, hmm? I get where you're coming from, but I mean, Spider-Man musical. And how bad? Okay. How bad did it bomb? Well, we're not, well the guy got not, hurt all the time. We're not arguing <laughs> if it's good or not. No, no, no. no. What I mean is, audience is not accepting that Peter Parker sings. I mean, I bet you people would love to, the the hijinks of Mulder and Scully singing a number together. I'm surprised actually that they haven't done that yet because I mean I think there'd be an audience back everything that that they're coming out with. Would you, you have know, a singing the, the episode Spider-Man, of Star Trek? They had, they had American Psycho the musical. If, you know, like, well, no, you're, we're also talking about TV shows that. Well, have that's done, a stage thing. I'm like, talking about a movie. In my mind, I know a couple. I know Buffy the Vampire Slayer had a singing episode. Scrubs. And then Scrubs, Psych. Uh, uh, moonlighting. Yes. 
best episode yeah. ever because that was in the universe where you could accept that they would suddenly be Shakespearean. But especially character. with a show like the X Files, where you kind of you're kind of going along with the ride most of the time when it's Monster of the Week. You're okay with what's being told to you, even if it's so far fetched. As long as it's, it's okay, set in the universe to begin with, you can't change the rules halfway through. It's like usually in they're a not show, changing rules. They're just saying, "Hey, they, we discovered this artifact that you know." Because they they've done some supernatural episodes where you could say, "Oh, this is BB King's original guitar. It's been you know some supernatural thing." That's why they have shows like Warehouse it. Thirteen, which from the first moment, you know, Warehouse Thirteen can. I can't you can believe, I don't I, mean, I can't believe you can't accept that. Yeah, I can't. No. <laughs> we got shut down today's show. Oh. So Well, Bill. there's love all around even though you guys are like idiots for thinking that you can have a musical X-Files. <laughs> I still That I, was supposed to be an inner monologue. I was not supposed to say that out loud. Dang it. Which I mean, part? <laughs> and I, the whole show. I mean, I, with all the stupid X-Files episodes, I don't think that would be the worst. Then it would have been done. So here's the thing if the, if anyone if Chris Carter or maybe, anyone thought it was a good idea, it would have been done. David Duchovny can't sing. I imagine Julian Anderson. Is her name Julian Anderson? Julian Anderson, yeah. Because she can kind of do everything. Yeah. So <laughs> she can. Holly even told me she's like, "You want me to? You want me to have red hair?" I was like, "You should give it a try." Yeah, is it Holly? He could just come home and not Holly. I want you to put on this red wig and clip on this FBI badge and just don't ask any questions. So actually, I think we're actually going that for Halloween. There you go, Mulder so, and Scully. Mulder you, but Scully. you should gender flop him. No. no, I offered. Well, I offered a gender swap uh, SVU. Oh, so she'd, she'd, be be the, she'd be the ball guy, and I, <laughs> and I offered that to her, but uh, she didn't really like that too much. We got two minutes left in today's show, so Bill, thank you so much. Bill, thank, tell us uh, about the company again. Yeah, what, Majors you know. and Mondragon. Uh, Majors and Mondragon Wealth Management Financial Planning. Uh, All that Go stuff. check us out at uh, MajorsMondragon.com. Cool. Well, uh, we got to wrap up today's show. Uh, thanks for joining us. We had Bears Etc. in the studio talking about the October Fest. Very excited about that coming up. Uh, tomorrow's guests will be back tomorrow morning 9 o'clock with Jay Silver for County Judge. Uh, so if you have questions for him, we'll be in the studio at 10 o'clock. That's going to be a fun episode. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Jay Silver for County Judge, actually. So, Sean, I'll see Dick. you tomorrow. Bill, thanks for being in the Thank studio. Thank you so much. I had fun. I enjoyed it. Thank thanks you for tuning in, folks. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Coming up next, we got Texas Franchise Radio. So stick around. Yeah.